I love Quidditch. Yes, the magical sport from Harry Potter. It's a real life sport played by people around the world, including me. I grew up on Harry Potter and have played real life Quidditch on and off since the age of 10. I'm making a podcast because, well, I'm kind of panicking. I'm questioning typical things about my life, like my major, where to live, or what to do now, but I also keep thinking about Quidditch. We have a new keeper in for UVM. UVM still has solid possession. Middle Blair's looking at the solid defense. As I face my own big life transition in the form of college graduation, I'll interview Quidditch friends of mine to learn about their lives and how Quidditch has fit in. Hopefully, it will help me figure out how it will exist in my life as I become a real adult. Growing up, finding my passion, working hard, catching snitches, shooting quaffles, dodging bludgers, it's all part of my life. Hey everyone, I'm Ian Skura, and welcome back to another episode of Questioning Quidditch. This is the fourth episode of the COVID-19 mini-series that I'm doing about how members of the Quidditch community are coping with all these life changes. Today my guest is Teddy Costa. Teddy is currently a coach for the club Quidditch team Revolution, which is based mostly out of Rhode Island and Boston. And Teddy has played Quidditch for RPI, the Boston Knight Riders, the Houston Cosmos, and now Revolution Quidditch. He and I have been teammates on the Knight Riders three years in a row, and I'm super excited to have him on as a guest for the show. Before we dive into the interview, I just want to remind everyone that I record these interviews ahead of time, and that this interview was recorded almost two weeks ago now. Since situations regarding COVID-19 change on a daily basis, I wanted to give context to when our conversations took place. With that, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Yeah, how, how are you doing? <laughs> you know, I, I'm still, unfortunately, I still have to go into work three or four days a week, um, you know, because I just the nature of my job, I don't have machines to run at my house so I can kind of save up desk work and try to limit my time but you know I still got to go in and work with 25 other people or you know 40 people in the building or whatever it's it's not bad because there's usually 400 people in the building you know but it's it's still not perfect either so I'm trying to be conscious of you know I oh, I left something at my parents house they they live close to where I work and it's like well I'm not going to go over and get it because I know that I've been in contact with yeah, plenty of other people that have been in contact with their families or their friends, you know, mm-hmm. now that I, I consider myself somebody that has been exposed to a lot of people because I'm exposed to other people that have to go out. So just try to close myself off. You know, you do what you can, but that's about it. It's kind of interesting because I live in Rhode Island, uh, but I work in Massachusetts. So I kind of see the copycatting going on. Like, you know, one state says something the governor for the other state, you know, eight hours later or the next day or something reads almost the exact same speech and posts almost the exact same notice, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's kind of funny to just guess who's going to, you know, who's going to, which domino is going to drop first. But <laughs> I'd say, you know, for the most part, at least at a government level and, you know, in terms of where you live, a lot of the same messages are being spread, which is good. Um, I think everybody's just kind of scrambling to try to figure out what to do <laughs> And hopefully yeah. it, it blows over as quickly as possible. So how many days a week roughly have you had to go in then? 
Yeah, I went in four days last week. Well, it was like three and a half. I told it was Friday afternoon. I just told my boss, I'm like, I'm not going to be running the machine this afternoon, so I'm I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Yeah, that that makes sense. You know, you're not going to start anything. Like, you know, if I'm trying to get results, I don't really want to do half of an experiment on a Friday and then half of it on a Monday morning because that's it's kind of apples to oranges mm-hmm. at that point in terms of how the materials age and other things and processing and stuff like that. So, um, but I, so I did four days last week. I'll do at most four next week. I might try to get it down to three or who knows, you know, my, by Monday morning, the state might be shut down like New York or California or something. So it's definitely an ever changing situation. And for people that listen to this future podcast, uh, can you just run through what you do for, for work? Yeah, sure. I'm in um, research and development for Titleist Golf Balls. So I, I work on the thermoplastic side. So basically, you know, I look at what new materials can we put in future golf balls to make them better. So I'll do research, order some order some material, and turn it into a golf ball and then get it tested and see how the, see how the results are. So that's one thing where I like data analysis and you know the actual research part of it like I can google from my house I can run excel and mini tab and stuff like that from my house and make powerpoints and stuff but I can't I can't make golf balls from my house the the other part of my job is probably uh is supporting manufacturing I'm kind of like a, a firefighter of sorts basically as things come up at the plants they send me over to make sure that nobody else in R&D loses time on their projects like making the next you know flagship ball and people working on current product cycles and stuff like that so that is also definitely affected because our manufacturing for last week and this week is down and they're looking at maybe bringing it back the following monday on like a skeleton crew type of thing or just weekends Mm -hmm. so that part will definitely i'll definitely have to just adapt and roll with whatever happens yeah, that's definitely tricky with like new restrictions maybe being put in place and you don't know when things are going to happen. So, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that definitely sounds tough. Well, I guess then transitioning a little bit outside of work, what have you been able to do kind of just at home and um, in, I guess I'll say like everyday life? Like have you been able to still kind of like get outside or have you been able to kind of do some normal things to keep your mind off of what's going on too? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And luckily, the weather's been mostly nice. So, you know, trying my best to to get outside and just stay sane. Because like I'm since elementary school, like I've always needed gym class or something to run around. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I get super stir crazy, you know, so like, yeah, whether it was, you know, working from home, and then I rode my bike down to the park and then and back and stuff like that, or gonna go do agility work at the park today, you know, like, Totally. Just and and I reached out to the team because you know I figure I'm not the only one that's kind of like this, right? So just trying to encourage everybody. Like I'm not trying to say like, oh, make sure you stay in shape so that the next time Quidditch is up, like we're ready yeah. to go. But it's just kind of like do whatever it takes to say to stay normal. You know what I mean? Go mm-hmm. kick a ball, go run around, go get in the open air, you know, and just kind of. <laughs> get some vitamin D and keep your sanity a little bit, you know, everybody, everybody's handling it differently. Like Tyler Beckman just sent me a video of him doing super intense, like circuit. And I don't know if I'm going to go that hard, but definitely <laughs> keeping that kid in great shape. And he's already a strong boy. So, 
well, for him. But. Yeah, I, I guess my next question was already going to be like, have you been able to do or have you been doing anything Quidditch related, whether that's sending messages to the, your team, the, the revolution or um, like people doing workouts and stuff. So I guess that answers that. Yep. Yeah. And we've looked at, you know, we might do like film breakdown and stuff. I know last night I was watching clips from Crescent City, uh, just watched the Lone Star game over again and Mm-hmm. You know, so the, our minds on it. We're we're thinking about it, and we're keeping in contact with each other. At least in the post college life, I think that's my biggest benefit from Quidditch is just still getting to hang out with my friends and people I made a connection with. So, you know, we're we're thinking about Quidditch. We're keeping it on top of mind, but we're also just kind of checking on each other and keeping everybody in in our minds, I guess. Has your team been kind of talking about what it looks like moving forward? Do you... Are you still kind of holding out hope for some sort of tournament official or not to play in maybe in the summer even, or what, what do you kind of, what's going through your mind right now about? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say we're not exactly, um, you know, everybody has different levels of how confident they are that there will be a national tournament for the U S Quidditch season. Mm -hmm. You know, it it varies too. Some days I wake up and I'm like, Oh man, this is never going to end. And then other days I'm like, (laughs) No, like we can do this, and you know, it just depends how positive you are, and no, nobody can predict the future, and it's obviously something we have no cure for. So we're just at the mercy of <laughs> trying to continue, you know, hoping it goes away, basically. Yeah. But everybody's doing their best, but I'd say it it varies on how confident people are that something will happen. But I think most of us are staying ready. We haven't exactly called the season dead yet. You know, what I mean, yeah. we haven't. There's no there's no time of death yet, so we're all still keeping it on our mind. We all still believe in each other as a team, and even some, you know, myself and some of the leadership have talked about it was going to be kind of a stretch. To get, I wanted to get a couple of things worked in, and obviously wanted to get them practiced and have time to play against other people. You know, in the event that this is really just postponing and not a canceling, we're going to have more time to do that. You know, we there's a chance that we come out sharper from all this, or we have certain people you know, <laughs> friends of the roster that have been injured for a while, season gets postponed to July. Well, all of a sudden, you know, maybe we have some reinforcements coming too. So yeah. it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's definitely a lot easier to handle as a team of college graduates than as a team of undergrads, right? Where you're home for the summer or you're working somewhere or you're, you know, on a different part of the globe doing something, you know what I mean? So all of that, you don't, you lose all that time together. Whereas we live in the same general driving distance all year round. We can, as soon as things get up and ready, we can practice. We even had a quote unquote practice last weekend. that was mostly agility drills and everybody had their own ball and we didn't really, (laughs) it wasn't a lot of physical contact, but we were Mm -hmm. being social and active together and thinking about Quidditch and stuff like that. So it it really could go either way at this point. Um, And we're just trying to keep, I think most people have that in mind, even though some might be a little bit more pessimistic about the season happening than others. Yeah. Well, that's also just encouraging to hear kind of your mindset as a, as a coach of a club team and kind of still keeping Quidditch on your mind, if anything, because I think what we all love about Quidditch is that like, yeah, you're pushing yourself to work hard and regardless of how serious or not you take the sport, it's like, it's a great thing to add to your day-to-day life and like a way to stay positive and have something to work towards and I think it's a still a wonderful thing to kind of have and be able to take your mind off of 
like the scary things that are going on um if only for like 20 minutes during the day because you're watching an old game film or something oh yeah for sure so i i think it's encouraging to hear that people are still keeping quidditch on their mind and staying optimistic about it another question i have for you then is um do you have any social distancing coping tips for for anyone else out there whether that's like workouts in your house you should try or like movie or tv show recommendations that you particularly want to plug right now <laughs> uh to plug i mean yeah i don't know i mean my my biggest thing like I, I can work out inside but i'm spending the rest of the day inside too so as long as it's nice out i'm trying to get into the open air and just you know so i'd say any chance you have to get outside is probably big mm-hmm. in terms of entertainment plugs i've been big on uh zelda breath of the wild which Ooh. i know i'm like i'm late on that but that game is really long and like I have other things to do, so <laughs> it's been bumped up. It's been bumped up the queue as as those <laughs> options have been dwindling. And <laughs> so I'm I'm into that a little bit. Me and Jackie have been watching New Girl, Ooh, which what had been it was like you know I feel like this is the time to watch a lot of shows that maybe were like on your list, but you never really like got around to or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's all like I've only ever heard good things about it. Like it's pretty funny, you know. But so we're we're really enjoying that. We've we've watched the Office plenty of times, and we've yeah. finished Parks and Rec in the fall. So it's, you know, I'm I'm very much like a mindless like haha funny type of TV person. I don't want to watch TV and be like stressed out or like have yeah. to think and figure. Like I want to do all my thinking during the day, and then I don't want to think at all for the rest of the day. And I don't know, maybe that's indicative of for those that know me personally, but <laughs> that's that's what I have to plug. <laughs> I say do something oh. that brings you do something that brings you joy, do something that gives you fresh air and try to keep in contact any way you can with, you know, the people that you love in your life. That's what I would say. That's good advice. Just uh responding to your your starting new girl. I would say that's definitely a great show. And then if you have time slash want to explore something else too, I would recommend Brooklyn Nine Nine for sure. Oh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is so I have seen it. In bits and pieces, my you know, my parents still have cable and everything. So that was one, like, when I would get back from school and be home, like, a whether it was a spring break or a long weekend or, like, a summer or something like that, I would, like, watch six or seven consecutive episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and then go back to school. And then I would come back and they would be, like, another six or seven and they'd be disjointed. <laughs> and I – so I don't really know exactly how it all goes, but every episode that I've seen of Brooklyn Nine-Nine I just think is so funny. So, yes, I could support that even without having really seen it. <laughs> I just think Andy Samberg in particular is he's, comedy He's so gold. funny. I've been listening to a lot of Lonely Island recently too, so Ooh. it's funny that you bring up Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Andy Samberg, <laughs> funny guy. Funny guy for sure. Great. Um well, is there anything else that you want to talk about in particular that we haven't really gone over? No, I mean, I'd, I'd say that's that's about it. I mean, everybody's heard the whole, you know, stay home and, you know, keep each other safe. Let, look out for your parents. Look out for other people. Be be considerate. But it's nice that we're all trying to band together and be considerate of one another. But it would also be nice if we did that all the time, I think. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a bright spot in everything. I'd say just find it and... If people, you know, need something, reach out. There's always somebody there that's listening, I guess. Yeah. I could not have said it better, I guess. Teddy's final comments really stuck with me. While cases of COVID-19 continue to increase and the situation gets scarier, I also see glimpses of hope every day as well. 
People are joining together to get food for those that need it, to make more masks for healthcare workers, and to take care of each other in these times of need. People around the world are finding ways to connect and stay hopeful, singing music from balconies, FaceTiming old friends, and buying groceries for elderly neighbors. It might sound cheesy, but I think Teddy's right, and as we continue to help one another through these dark times, once we do finally make it out to the other end, we should continue to approach life the same way. We should continue to look out for each other, even if times aren't hard. Wherever you are, I hope you're doing all right, and if you need help, please don't be afraid to ask for it. Stay safe out there, take care of each other, and find ways to enjoy the little moments during these isolated times. Thanks, everyone. Until next time.